Hi everyone, Raphael Harry here, and you're listening to White Label American, a podcast where we hear stories from an immigrant or two, sometimes more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode and the last episode of 2021 of White Label American. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, This is just going to be a very special episode. Another thank you to all of you who've been with me throughout the years and um, most especially this year. So new listeners, old listeners, thank you. And yeah, this is just uh, something special from the bottom of my heart. So before we dive into today's episode, I have some good news to announce. Um, we have a couple of T-shirt winners who have to get in contact with the show. So um, we have Steven Ahone. I know how to pronounce this name, but I don't think I've said it out loud before. But Steven Ahone, um, Sarah Moda, Mike Perry. And Nafisha, oh, I should have written her full name down. Uh, that's terrible of me. I always call her Naf. But those were the first four people to sub, uh, subscribe to the new website that we have, www.whitelabelamerican.com. So, yep, each one of you is getting a T-shirt. Um, Naf, you know yourself, Nafisa, um, Shukir. Please get in contact with the show and uh, we'll be sending you a T-shirt of your color and size and um the latest review on apple's um podcast is from mdigo inc m-d-i-g-o inc so i don't know who that person is but uh thank you for for a lovely review and you also get a t-shirt so get in touch through the back channels and yeah you can either do that on the website it's very easy to get in contact with me there so um everyone listening hey every once in a while there'll be goodies going out so do the right thing go leave your reviews share the podcast keep the love coming in and um you can also give donations um you can join us on patreon you can just make a one-time donation everything is on the website easy for you to do we also have uh we also love feedback and we have our very first voicemail from a previous guest who is also um, part of my family. So I have to play that because, yeah, he's number one. I was going to give him a T-shirt, then I thought about it. I was like, this guy is rich in crypto. He should be sponsoring this show. So Jordan, uh, yeah, make it happen. Bring that. Bring them British pounds, sterling, you know. Brexit has set you guys free in the UK. So bring that money here. But uh, thank you for... Uh, dropping the first voicemail on the website and i'll play it right now so you can also be a part of the show by leaving voicemails yeah don't don't, don't think about it your voice is all beautiful so trust me we'll love to hear from you all all right so check out the voicemail it's a short one what a dope website cousin really proud of you signing out jordan all right that was it straightforward really real businessman you know he doesn't waste time you know that's uh well he's also was generation z i think that's what he is 
But yeah, so today I'm just going to do some, uh, I'm just going to go over a few things that stood out to me this year, you know, um, hit the milestone episode, 100 um, episodes and two year anniversary. But a whole lot happened this year and I get to enjoy a lot of things. I'm also a nerd at heart. So, you know, I like to geek out about stuff. So I'm doing all that in this episode. Um, yeah, I've also gone, I'm also um, introducing recommendations with every episode going forward. And um, the first recommendation that I will drop is the miniseries from the Brooklyn Public Library podcast called uh, Borrowed. It's, um, the miniseries is titled Building Brooklyn. It's a four-part series, uh, which I highly recommend. Um, it covers history from the beginning of um, Brooklyn to uh, even the, to the present day. And it's well done. I know the women who made the podcast, uh, I've had, I'm fortunate enough to have met them virtually. And I learned so much from um, about the history of Brooklyn. I didn't even realize that the names were, most of the names are from the Lenape people, the indigenous um, tribe that was native to this area and how much of a role they played in like the Manhattan Bridge, all the bridges that we see around the city of New York. They're also part of that. It's not just limited to ancient history or old history. They are also in the present. So I love that it gave them their dues. Um, World War II, or stuff, stuff about World War II, how women played a role in sustaining the economy of the city. Um, racial unrest in Kanasi in the 90s, Chinatown, what it was before it became Chinatown. Yeah, those are stuff that I don't even think about. I've never thought about. Um, Finnish architecture, how it has an influence in um, part of Brooklyn and there's so much more. So yeah, check it out. It's worthy of your time. You'll love it. You'll love it and you'll learn so much. And you know, this podcast loves Brooklyn. We have a natural bias for Brooklyn. So yeah, why why not start there with the first recommendation? So every episode going forward, I will drop a recommendation and then uh, it might be a podcast, it might be a book, it might be a movie. Yeah, it might be anything that just catches my attention which I feel relates to what I'm doing and um, what this podcast represents or what I would like the world to benefit from this podcast. Um, always, I give shout-outs to some of my favorite podcasts out there. Uh, number one podcast in the world, The Black Guy Who Tips. I always swear by this podcast. It's where I get a whole lot of I just, I, I, I mirror myself after Rod and Karen from the Black Guy Who Tips. I just love the energy. I love the vibes that they give and I hope to make it up to where they are one day. Um, Afro Queer Podcast is another one that I will uh, drop. Uh, it's Those are like my, when, when I'm talking about my top five or top 10 podcasts, I don't even know what, but I just have my top podcast. I don't really do a top 10. Or, I don't put a number on it, but the, the Black Guy Who Tips is always number one. Afro Queer Podcast is another one that I love. Um, it makes me realize how privileged I was growing up in Nigeria and 
how I, um, despite all the struggles that I had and all the problems that I faced, uh, there are people who, for whom whatever I faced was barely a scratch in their lives. You know, they, they, it's just a whole different uh, struggle for them. And a lot of them still work to overcome it and how they're making it happen. It's not just like a whole dark podcast. No, but there's joys, there's tears. It's like the stories we have here. We, we, we celebrate humanity here. So, yeah, I recommend that. Uh, Tea with Queen and Jay, fellow New Yorkers. Um, yeah, that's the, those women. They always set me straight every time I listen to them. So I recommend that too. Um, it's Layard. Yeah, one of our most recent guests based in Czech Republic and Australia. I hope to have them back again soon. I can figure out the, the time, you know, being that they're in different time zones. It's uh, amazing how they make their content work. But wonderful women. I love their stuff that they do. Uh, one of my most fun episodes was the relationship episode that they had recently. And it was fascinating hearing Zimbabwean, mostly Zimbabwean-born immigrants talking about what they want in a relationship, both men and women. And I was like, if you replace them with Nigerians, it's the same thing. If you replace them with people I've met in Bahrain and in other places, it's, yeah, literally, you get the same gist there. And um, one of the podcasts that I was surprised to find this year is called African Soul Mates. Seal, not soul. So it's a play on um, the city of Seoul and uh um south korea and the women of this podcast they focus on k uh shows mostly they don't do movies they just do the dramas the series and i was blown away when i saw women in africa in zimbabwe talking about south korean dramas and I've, I've, I love South Korean movies. I, I, the, um, old Boy is like one of my all-time favorites. And Parasite also. And I was like, yeah, I, I, don't, I haven't really watched Korean dramas. Maybe I should try some. So that led me into a rabbit hole that, yeah, I don't regret going into. Because, woo. I, I, it's, yeah, there, there are stuff. I just love it. It doesn't have to have the biggest CGI. It doesn't have to have all that. But the storytelling, I just love watching Korean dramas. And I did not expect to turn into a Korean drama, um, a Korean series fanboy, because I've been seeing Netflix recommending these shows for a while. And I was like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll watch a Japanese series, you know, based on anime. So I'd watched a whole bunch of Japanese stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'll get to Korean. I'll get to Korean. And then I watched, um, the first one I tried to watch was too slow for me. So I didn't get into that. But the kingdom was the first one that I dealt with. And, man, I think that's my favorite zombie series now. Maybe it's recency bias. I don't know. Well, you know. But uh, I love the way their zombies work. I love the way, you know, I, I don't think I've watched any show or movie that had zombies set in a medieval kind of setting. So being that that's how their, their series is based, you know, you see the the play for power still happening i was like yeah this this okay this got me this got me this this yeah this, in my opinion this, this is better than game of thrones i still have some beef with game of thrones but not really I, i've moved on from that um and then everybody's favorite squid games 
as we call it here. Squid Game. Oh my goodness. That one, yeah. Um, that show is a show that keeps giving and created so much content. And yeah, that show has just blessed people online like crazy. Um, I saw the I saw everybody talking about it, so I was like, ah, I'm, I'm watching the Kingdom right now. Nobody's talking about Kingdom. Y'all are missing out. And then I said, ah, let me just try one episode. And woo, that was how I got pulled in. They just pulled me into that, and I was like, yep, um, I ain't coming out of this. I ain't coming out. I think if this had been like 2012, I probably would have moved to Korea. After watching a bunch of series, I was just like, yeah, I'm moving to Korea. That's it. That's how crazy I am about their shows now. Um, I just finished Hellbound, and that's uh, now. Now I'm com- I'm I'm kind of thorn between the Kingdom, Hellbound, and Squid Game. Which one's my favorite out of all the, the three that I watched? I love them all. They all they all faves. So yeah, I recommend those three Korean dramas for anyone and everyone to watch. Uh, and I have to thank the women of. African seal meets because yeah I, I saw two women talking about K dramas uh, K series and you know they talk about everything it's not just um, action or horror they talk they cover everything they have you know uh, romance uh, rom coms comedy and I was like ah oh, okay well I'm not I might not really want to spend the time sitting down watching some of these but. They were like, yeah, you, you should try. Yeah, Kingdom might might be your theme. And yeah, so those women deserve a shout out for for that. Um, that doesn't mean I gave up on American entertainment. Um, that would be difficult to do. You know, we're still in a pandemic. So, yep, um, I'm ball boosted now. Got my um, fully into the 5G network. Um, got my vaccines all up to date. So, yeah, how to dive in. As soon as Marvel became available, like, hey, you know, you know. Uh, well, before Marvel movies came to the theater, I was already on the shows. So WandaVision, um, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, Loki. My favorite was still, is still Loki. WandaVision was really good, really, really good. Uh, but people complained I was too slow. I was like, man, you're too slow. Go sit down somewhere. You know, stop complaining. People just, I don't know, some people just love to hear them, themselves. Someone complained to me about, tried to complain to me about Loki or oh, the end. He didn't like the end because there was no action. I was like, ah, dude, you didn't understand what happened at the end. So and I, I can't waste my time on news. Just bye-bye. Go. Go. But I think Loki was my favorite Marvel series of the year. I just like how it expanded the universe because the moment I saw the villain at the end, I was like, oh, they're doing this? Yep, okay. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody because I don't want somebody to say, oh, I was going to watch it, and then you spoiled it. I'm like, yeah, it's been out for months, though, but hey, there's no, you know, we're not going to do that. Uh, movies, I don't. I think this is the year that I've watched. I don't think I watched a lot of movies this year, surprisingly. Which, well, kind of unsurprisingly at the same time. But um, I did say goodbye to um, James Bond. I did not go to the theater for that. Um, but as soon as it came out on rental, I watched it twice. Uh, Daniel Craig, I, I like him as Bond. I like what he did in um, 
what was the title again? Um, no, no Time to Die. I, I don't like the title. It's kind of weird, in my opinion. But um, it was a good movie. I, I like the he got a deserved ending. I like the way they ended his uh, run as as 007. Um, the disappointing part was they just wasted um, Rami Malik, the, the villain. I was like, you are this guy. That's it. That, that oh, come on, come on. But um, yeah, overall, yeah, it was a good movie. I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie. Um, he got to play 007. It changed 007 from what many of us grew up with. And I can understand a few people having that backlash of like, oh, this guy is not uh, 007, supposed to be slapping women who misbehave. And I'm like, come on, man. It's, it's 007, he's supposed to be world's best spy, right? So uh, if that's where you want to go, then fine. But I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie overall. Uh, but that was not my favorite movie. I think my favorite movie of the year is a tie between The Heart of the Fall and Eternals. I mean, I love Shang-Chi too. Shang-Chi is a close second. Very close. Very, very close. Because that movie, oh yeah, I've, I've watched it three times now. That's on Disney+. Plus. I watched it twice in the theater, and then I watched it three times on Disney+. Plus. And yep. Yeah, the movie keeps it gets better every time I watch it. So um it's just unfortunate that we we're in a pandemic and I I think people it would have had as big an impact as um Black Panther had. And now I want to see uh, my Asian brethren also enjoy their, their moment too. It's not only just uh, us who should enjoy, you know, everybody should enjoy, you know. So it was it was fantastic seeing that, and uh, so I'm someone who grew up watching Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan, and um, later on Jet Li. So yeah, that movie Shang Shang Chi was like taking me back. You no, know, I knew the first time I saw it in the theater, I, I was trying to throw punches to it and throw my legs, and I was like, wait, calm down, man, you, 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 don't go hurt, don't go hurt yourself. Calm down, calm down. So I had to calm down. Uh but the harder the fall. I don't think I've watched a Western in how long. I can't recall the last time I even saw a Western. And the moment I saw the trailer, I was like, hmm, all black Western. They got like who's who in this. Uh, Regina King. Oh, that's that's the auntie that uh yeah, I, I can yeah, that's my auntie who doesn't know that she has a nephew in me. But at the same time, I can cross that line and you know, be like we're not related if you want to still, you know, mess with me. I'm, I'm, I'm down, you know. I, I won't be your nephew anymore. I can be boyfriend number two. Uh, yeah, she's, she's, she just, she's killing it right now. She's killing it from Watchmen to uh, um, 190 Miami, her directorial debut to The Harder the Fall. Man, I was like, in fact, I, I was rooting for her. I was like, man, you can't, no, nobody should be able to beat her in this movie. That, that's how good she, she she is right now. So, yeah, I, I always root for her against anybody. I don't care who's fight, facing her or fighting her. Like, even if she's the most evil person in the movie, I'm like, I'm with you. Well, I just loved how they, they made the movie. Uh, at the end, it's like, who exactly is the bad person? Who Who is the bad guy, you know? you it, It's not your average western or i won't say average i won't say 
it, it's uh, I, I like the nuance that they added to it, and I don't think it was any thing new as in the movie, the style of movie shooting and all that. But I just loved that you know if you pay attention to the little details, you can ask questions like, wait, was this person really violent? Was this person did this person have a death wish all this time, or did this person was this person just a coward and you know and all that? So. I love that. I love the storytelling with using, um, taking liberties with real characters, real life characters, and um, you using them to tell a fantastic western. That was well, the action was solid, and had some of my favorite black actors um, right now in, in the game. So, yeah, and there's so many, there's so many, and there's still many who weren't in uh, a part of this movie too. So uh, that just shows how. We, 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 it's not like we've arrived, but at least we're improving when it comes to diversity in the game. Um, before I get to Eternals, I just recalled, uh, there's a movie I saw on Netflix. Netflix got most of the movies that I watched. Um, it's called Passing. I did not think I would like a movie like that because I haven't watched a movie like that in a long, long time. Slow, um, black and white. I think there was... I saw another black and white movie earlier this year, but I couldn't stay awake for that. I kept falling asleep. Um, had Zendaya and um, what's his name? Denzel Washington's kid and uh, son. Son, he, he's not a kid. He's a grown man. Um, and yeah, I couldn't stay awake for that one. But I, I felt that was a good movie, but I just couldn't stay awake for that. But Passing was, uh, yeah, that, that was a much better movie in my opinion and was stronger storytelling and yeah I, I just liked it i just liked it that's all i can say i just liked it and the question the, the ending you know i listened to a room on clubhouse and i was surprised that there was even a room on clubhouse talking about passing the, the movie and there was still there's still a debate about the end how it ended and that's, I had that debate too with my missus. I was like, um, did she, no, she didn't do this. It was the other, it was this one. No, and I was like, okay. So I'm, st I'm still debating the end, what I thought happened exactly, and, or was it just all a mistake? And if you've seen the movie, you understand that debate about the end. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, I thought there was a couple of comedies that I may have seen once or twice, but uh, since I can't recall them, that means they they, they don't count. Uh, but uh, I think my overall favorite, because I have, the superhero movies were the movies that took me to the theater. So Eternals, Eternals was the movie for me. Um, it was something different, and I just didn't understand people whining about oh, it was uh, it was whatever they wanted it, uh, their complaints were about. The movie is about two hours. No, it's over two hours. And not once did I feel like this movie was dragging while I was in the theater. Until the movie ended and I was like, oh, snap, I've been here for how long again? Wow, you know? That's how good the movie was. Your time felt managed properly. Great storytelling. All the characters got love. Yep, some more than others, because you have an ensemble of about 10 main characters. 
of course so i'm gonna get more camera time than the others and i think one of my favorites fell into that category of not getting enough uh, camera time but overall i loved what i saw i loved how they told uh, what they brought to the table and for people who've been like oh marvel's been doing the same thing over and over and over i'm like okay now they're doing something different complaining so i'm like ah, i'm not even getting into those arguments uh yeah i'm not wasting my time if i if you enjoyed you enjoyed if you're not enjoyed well move on there's dc dc got stuff for you i don't do dc but um yeah dc got stuff so yeah those, so that's it on the movie side oh one series i forgot to mention is um it didn't get plenty of love i don't think it even got any love i was i was hoping to talk about it with a guest that was uh, i'm still working on bringing him on the podcast but he just went back to senegal and it's called zero and um how will i describe it? it's kind of like sci-fi but not really sci-fi it's uh it's it's for immigrants yes and it's an immigrant story because he's he's the kid of uh an Im- of immigrant parents from senegal was he born in senegal can't recall if he was born in Senegal, but I know his that mom and dad are from Senegal, and so the fantasy part of the show has that's where it's connected to, and I love how they brought that into the Italian um, ghetto of Milan, and you see the migrants there, and there's racism, there's um, discrimination, and you see the different factions. Well, no, you don't really see mo- mo- most of the factions, but you, you see they don't really like. They don't have to spell it all out for you. You, you, you know, you're smart enough. You, 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 you figure it out. And I was just like, wow, okay, I, I like this kind of storytelling. You know, and I hope it gets a second season. I haven't heard anything about it, but um, I, yeah, it's something that's promising in my opinion. Um, one place um, that Netflix like owns my life on is um, when it comes to animation. Yeah, and that's one way, you know, Netflix, Netflix needs to come give me money too. They should just come give me money. But this year, I think I saw a whole bunch of animation that I loved. But the most recent one, I'll start with the most recent one. And goodness, Arcane. Yeah, I don't play video games, so I guess I'm missing out on a lot. But I saw the trailer for that and I was like, huh, this this is this a is this a show is this a movie is this a series what the hell is this and i looked into it i, I don't think i haven't watched the, the trailer i just watched the trailer like halfway and i was like yeah I'll, I'll, I'll check it out and man that's some good storytelling that they got right there they got uh the characters uh characters that i love there's like when they say someone is crazy that person is crazy like it's ooh, i've never seen the the mental breakdown of one of the characters i was like woo, okay okay uh yeah like yeah so it, it, it's like the the villains uh who who's the villains who exactly do you attach the villain to it's different sides and i, I just i like it i like it i like what they did there uh the one that my daughter I enjoyed it, but I started for my daughter's sake and then ended up taking over it, was Maya and the Three. And um, I think it's produced by Guillermo del Toro. So I knew it was something 
uh, I knew something fantastic was going to come out. It was going to be beautiful to look at, at least. And it was some great mythology from South America that I wasn't used to, I wasn't familiar with. And was it South America or Central America? I'm mixing it up. But that that was some beautiful animation. And I, I love the fact that I'm, I'm getting mythologies from other parts of the world, um, like just only you know, Greece or Rome, the ones that we have that we are all familiar with and then it's like we keep getting over and over and over and over like there's some so, yeah so many people are in, in the world you know go get go bring stories from all those places so i was happy to see mayan three the ending was uh yeah i like the ending it was solid it ended on a beautiful note um yeah i think it's a, it's a mini series doesn't have i don't think it will get its second season so it's a mini series so the ending the ending made was uh solid was a solid ending. Um, one that has already been in play for some time, Castlevania, also ended this year. And Castlevania was, uh, yeah, that, the ending, woo, that ending for action, for guys like me who love some good action, uh, there was some good action in this series. And the questions that the show ended with, I, I liked, I love that. Um, yeah. Castlevania is one of those that that's, has some of the old mythologies that I, I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, the way when you tell it the way Castlevania told it, I'm like, yeah, go with that. I'm fine with that. I give you money for that. Um, there was one that I don't I don't know if I'm the only one who watched it. Probably not. Um, Godzilla, singular point, very sciencey. Very sciencey, all them science, science. Yeah, that was like, yeah, you you got to be down for the cause of you know. Like I was like, man, this show. But the Godzilla, I didn't like the look of Godzilla in this one because uh, Netflix has uh, they have another Godzilla that I'd seen before. I like that. I like the look of that Godzilla, which which is more into the future than this Godzilla singular point. But Godzilla singular points. I just love the build-up. Yeah, I love the way they told the story and all that, and the science. There was a lot of science in this show, but you know, the animation and all the the the, the arcane, Maya, Castlevania, Godzilla, none of them look alike. Four totally different types of animation. That um, Godzilla was much more similar to the old school type animation, um, but. They were they were all stories well told in my opinion. Now there's one animated series that's not on Netflix that gets high praise from me, highly recommended, but it's not for everybody. It's uh, based on a comic book. It was so good in my opinion that I had to go get the comic book, and now I'm after reading the comic book, I'm I'm well into the comic series. I don't mind don't do that. I'm like oh I will wait for the series to be over and I'll jump into the book and that's how i got into invincible invincible that show is yeah i i love it you know it's like a teenager gets superpowers teenagers go teenage then there was some stupid things the boy did and you're watching all that and you like ah yeah i don't know what you know what one have expected and then I'd, I'd never heard of the comic before, never heard of the graphic novels, and 
So I wasn't aware of what was coming. And when it finally came, oh boy, that um, episode nine, eight or nine, when it turns red, oh, yay, yay, yay. I, I don't recall many uh, series or works of um, entertainment that have. I think that, that took me back to the Red Wedding from uh, Game of Thrones. For a second, I felt the way I felt, but this time I wasn't like, because Game of Thrones, Red Wedding, after that series ended, I was so in shock and I was like, I watched it on my laptop, so I was like, what? What did I just watch? So I switched off the laptop and I was like, I'm, I'm, not, doing, I'm, not, I'm not doing anything. And then next day I came back and rewatched it. And I was like, oh, hell no. I was like, I'm crying. But Invincible, I watched it and I was like, wow. They did this in an animated series. Okay, clearly this, this is not for kids. Uh, yeah, for real. This is um, 18 and above. Uh, 17 and above I don't know whatever your form, whatever you decide but I don't think anyone younger than 16 that this show is made for them they, 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 they won't get it they won't I don't think they'll get it they might get the, but when it gets to the, the blood and all that oh the action goes real yeah it's it's wild so I saw that and I was like ooh man I have to go I, I can't wait for whenever season 2 comes out so I started reading the graphic novels. Uh, now I'm on book five. So, yeah, Invincible. That's uh, it's it's like The Boys on Amazon, but I think it's a little bit. Uh, it's a little, the story is a little bit bigger. I might say, or I don't know. The Boys has more blood. Well, it's live action, so The Boys, you know, is wild and yeah. Well, I, I don't know, man. Invincible. I, it, it just suited my soul when I saw that happening. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is good. This is really good. Oh, not to forget, there was one series that was on... Uh, I do forget I have stars. I, I, I might have to cancel my stars because I'm like, I'm paying for that. I hardly watch stars. But that's one network that I have. I don't even know why I had it, but I've had it for like some time. And... I once heard a journalist talking on the on, on the podcast uh, about P Valley, letter P P Valley, and I was like, "What what what is this about?" So, well, one day it pop comes up on my screen. It's on. Uh, I have access to it. So I said, "Oh, okay, I'll check it out," and I checked it out. Yeah, that that's a very good series set in. Uh, down south mississippi and that show is it's not um it, it's mostly strippers escorts and I don't, I don't know what some people might think but trust me it's good entertainment it's good entertainment um it has it's not just the, the story is deep is deeper than just uh um basic And just basic uh, women dancing and all that. No, no, no. It goes far deeper. And there's politics. Um, there's everything. There's everything there. So, yeah. Highly recommend that. And for comedy, also on Stars, there's uh, 
in the long run for my man and my brother and a future guest on this show, Idris Elba. You got to speak it into existence. He got this comedy that I never knew about. I don't even know how I found it. And I think it just popped up on my screen. I watched something on Stars, and then uh, that just came up. And I was like, what? There's this comedy called In the Long Run. And man, Idris. Yeah, Idris is always good in everything. He is always good in everything. And yeah, he brought it. He brought it. I love I didn't even realize that. Um, okay, I, I started watching it this year. But that was the fourth. Was it the fourth or the third season? So there were seasons from way back that I, hadn't, I wasn't aware of. And it's set in the 80s. Um, Idris has and his uh, wife and kid have been in, uh, what's it called? They've been in London for some years. And he, uh, his younger brother moves from Sierra Leone to come join them. So Idris and his wife both came from Sierra Leone. I think his son in the play may have been born in Sierra Leone and then grew up in London. So it's intelligent. It's I mean I mean if you if you ever saw chewing uh chewing gum on Netflix and um my other show, Man Like Mo Bean, it's a little it might be a little bit on the nose. But I think both shows kind of have a similar vibe to in the long run. Yeah, I, I, if you if you like those shows, then I think you like in the long run. So that's um, the show that got me laughing a lot this year. So I know you think I might be the only person talking today, but no, there's uh, someone else joining us. And after the break, you get to meet the guest who will be part of this show. Hi everyone, we've made it two years and who would have thought so? So let's go for that and make it three, make it four, make it five, make it six, who knows? 20. But we can't do this without your support. So join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash white label American POD pod or linktree.com slash white label American. Go there and you will see our Patreon link and you can join us for as low as $3. We have bonus content, we have bonus materials. There's so much juice over there that we don't release to the public. And yeah, you can contribute in making this podcast better. You can send questions, you can send your ideas. And also there's a lot of new things that are coming. The announcements are made on Patreon first because we have to, you know, take care of people who help make this podcast possible so you can be the one to make this podcast what you want it to be come join us on patreon and make it what you like to see join us make it fantastic keep the five stars coming in keep the love coming in thank you for the privilege of your company so welcome back and now i have the guest a very special guest you know all my guests are special but today's guest is extra special because he is from two podcasts from the Daddy South, the real Daddy South, as um, our brother Stan always says, and um, his fellow co-host says, and um, we have the culture and that man talks in the house right now. So please introduce yourself and let the audience know who you are. Hey, hey hi, uh, man, I don't know how to introduce myself. 
I was breaking the game. And then uh, sometimes I'm, called, I'm known as the president and I'm the co-host of the South African pod, um, podcast for Trendy Friendly called uh, The Culture. And I'm the host of uh, a father-friendly uh, podcast called Dad Talks. So this is a dad uh, podcast where we talk everything dad. And, and I'm very excited to be here today and to connect with uh, Raphael. And I think this Joshua Wilcox in the background uh, it's 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 exciting because we're connecting over the continents, and I think we're gonna have a, an awesome podcast. So yes, shout out. Oh yes, even though the enemies are trying to stop us via technology, but we're still gonna have a good time. So yes, as um, what was I watching? And somebody said the enemies of progress. They're trying to stop us. As like, <laughs> is this person a Nigerian? <laughs> you know, in Africa, would say this is witchcraft, but this is technology, so I don't know what they say. Man. Yeah. Hey, but that 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 that's where I learned that phrase, "enemy of progress." It was in Nigeria. <laughs> it's a come on. It's a. It, it doesn't matter what part of Nigeria you 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 are in. It, you you hear that saying. So somebody, you, you do so something. It, somebody doesn't like. They're like. How so wait, okay. the enemy of progress. Like what? <laughs> So when it's when it's when it's not witchcraft, it's enemy of progress. Uh, the witchcrafts are also enemy of progress because <laughs> they don't. Progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, enemy of progress is a more modern version of witchcraft. I think enemy of progress is because uh, witchcraft is always, um, you know, it's it's sexist. In a, in a way, because we always apply it to mostly women, only women. You know, I, even though I've seen where it's applied to men, but the majority of the time it's women. But enemy of progress goes for everybody: men, <laughs> women, children, everybody. Enemy of progress. Your, your uncle don't like you. Enemy of progress. Your your your, your, your this this boy. This boy is an enemy of progress. This girl. Enemy of progress. This. I like God. God damn. All the person said was like, "You're spending too much money." Enemy of progress. <laughs> <laughs> so, any, any, any more progress is, is inclusive. I like all is, uh, yeah, I think that was, I, I didn't realize it then. Now, now I realize it that that, that was an all inclusive insult. An <laughs> en enemy of progress. Yep, that was it. So, I was like, wow, somebody in America found this out. What was I watching? I don't even know what I was watching. And the person said, enemy of progress. And I, it just took me back to Nigeria and I started laughing, like, wow, I don't even know if that stuff was funny, but. On, on the show, but I was like, wow, these people, how, how you guys know about this enemy of progress? But hey, who knows? Maybe a Nigerian was in the writer's room and put that in there. Maybe just for me. <laughs> so my brother, yeah, man. You, so got, yeah. you, you got beautiful names. Yeah. You got a last name. You, um, you know, your first name, Kelvin, that's a lot easier on me. But your that's last name is the name that's that I've been... Name. Yeah, sorry? Kelvin... Is my middle name. Oh, it's your middle name. Oh, yeah. Now I recall. I recall because I've seen the other name that uh um on, on Instagram. I'm using my first name and my second name. Aha. Uh -huh. You which you have seen. Yes. And then Slapo, 
is my surname. Unslapo. Right? Wow, you keep you keep butchering this name. Okay, man. I, I give. I, I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Before before the the union comes to, comes to find me and you know they, they I don't have you no know, the 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 union of uh, name butcherers will come and find me. Like I don't. I'm, I'm just I'll just give them Jeff Bezos' address. Like he bald, you know. Like he got money. <laughs> like uh, he's a member of the bald union. Send it. Send it. Send it. Fine to him. He pays for all of us. He pays for our sins. <laughs> Ah, all, all right. right. So, so, so tell us the meaning of your names, man. You got beautiful names, names that I still can't pronounce, but they're beautiful. So, yes, I, I want to learn some something new. Look, man, I I know um, the the Islapo family history, right? Yeah. Uh, you see, Nate. As an African way, you know, names uh, were supposed to group us, you know, um, by by occupation, by origin, mm-hmm. by clan affiliation, by patronage, by parentage, and even in the old old days by char- characteristics. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's how you can uh, like trace. The old names, uh, how how the names are given. So, my this is my father's name, but I never knew. Um, uh, sorry, this is my mother's name, right? Okay. Uh, because I knew my father, but I knew my mother very little. So, all I know about this name is that. It comes from my mother's family, and it's a Ndebele name, right? So Ndebele is another uh, tribe in South Africa. I'm talking about my son. All right? Yes, yes. And, and uh, it's a name that was uh, that describes extreme happiness. Uh, expressiveness, full of fun and good natured. All right, and uh, that's that's what the name actually means to me. But I'm more connected with my first name. Right, my first name is is Mpato. Now that's from my father's side, who was a Malawian. Right. My mother is a Ndebele woman, and, and my father is a Malawian man from south of Malawi. And Mpato means gift. Mm. All right. Mpato. So, I can say that. Yeah, that's easy. It's Mpato. easy. Mpato. That's a Bantu name, and you can pronounce it. Oh, and that's why it's Mpato easy. Mpato is also a Bantu name. But, mm-hmm. And Slapo is a Bantu name as well, but it has a certain uh, way of pronouncing it. So Mpato means gift. And between my mother and my father, they agreed that I was a gift to them. So that's what my name means. And you know, most African names have a meaning. Yes. Yes, they do. And as Africans, we believe that our name in the future... As we grow older, will mean something. Yes. Uh, or I don't know, man. But I, I mean, I'm just 
parts, so I'm just a gift. What the fuck? Whose gift am I, bro? Well, you are a gift of extreme happiness. <laughs> One of my guests did that. Obviously, I'm not a gift to myself. Uh, you're a gift of extreme happiness to the world. So I, I, I just merged I all the meanings so. together. Some, somebody did that on the podcast before, and I was like, wow, I never thought about merging the meanings of my names together. So, yeah, so while you were just giving me the meanings, I was like, gift, extreme happiness, why not just merge those two together? So I just did that. Now, I think, I think I'm a gift to the world. I've got uh, uh, my personality. Uh, when I was born on the Philippines, but I'm proud. So I'm sort of a Taurus. Hey, so fellow Taurus. I don't, Tauruses, yeah. I don't fuck with us. Yeah, I'm a tourist, so I don't fuck with astrology so much. But I've got this thing where everybody just tell me their problems, man. We'll be sitting here. I met you today. It's the first day we met. We're chilling. We're drinking a little bit, a couple of beers, and you're just going to pull your heart to me. Wait, that, that, that that's thing. a Taurus thing? To me and apparently. Oh, apparently so that's why it happens to me, too. Because I, I wonder why people do that to yeah. me. And I'm like, I'm not a therapist, man. I mean, just exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll be awake the next. Like, what, what, what was that person telling me all that shit? Now, what am I gonna do with all that shit? So, mm. apparently, it's uh, well, like I said, I don't believe in the, all this star sign thing, but I have this thing. So maybe that's what it means to be a gift to the world. Uh, people talk to me. People confide in me. People ask me questions. Um, and it's it doesn't. I don't think it's heavy on me, yeah. but I think I do. I I do help people out. Like I listen, I advise. I don't even know where the advice is coming from. I'm not the smartest person in the room. You know what I'm saying? But it just works out. Hey, is that is that thing where I li listening? I think is where the power is at. If you listen, I think so. It, it's I agree. Where we, you know, because once we listen, we can, you know, point you in the right direction. It doesn't mean we 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 take the place of a therapist or we take the we replace the the um the the right the professionals that people are supposed to go see. But we we can point you to the direction. Hey, go! This is the person you need to go see, man. So sometimes that's all you need that needs to be done. It's as simple as that. But. Listening is where many people just, they just need that person to listen sometimes. And there are times when I go to the VA hospital where I get my uh, medical care at, and there are older veterans there who, like, like they just, sometimes that's all. They just want to talk, just give their story. And I'm, for some, I don't know how it starts. And all of a sudden, I'm just there, and this guy is giving me some real-time history. And I'm like, what? They're telling me stuff that happened in New York in the 50s. 40s, 50s, and I'm, and I'm just, your I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, wow, wow, and you know that okay. kind, of, that kind of thing. Okay. You, you, you don't, you don't, you don't even try. You don't try to advise anything. You just listen. Sometimes that's all it is about. You just listen, and that's all. And when they're done, you're like, hey, was was a pleasure. It was nice to have someone to talk to. And I'm like, wow, yeah, thank you for blessing me with um, this great story that's it, it's done no, that's true. yeah so so one one thing i was going to do today was uh well i've already been doing it was talking just about stuff that 
made my year like the, some of the fun stuff that I enjoyed this year. Yes, we're still in a pandemic, yeah. and uh, I still encourage people to take the vaccines, and you know that's the only way we can get out of it sooner. And uh, hopefully, then there's enough vaccines to go around for everybody. I know there's enough. There's not like there's not enough, but it's just the spread that we need. Yeah, covered. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't got into music. I talked about movies. I talked about shows, and yeah, if you want to ask me about that, I can go over some of them with you. But I would like to mention some of the music that got my attention this year. And okay. the first one I would like to mention is some is a is is an album that I never I haven't listened to one song from this album. I did not listen to a single song in this album. But the album got right. my attention because of the title. And I was like, this title sounds like something that I I I'll mess with. I, I, like if I was single, I'd probably be going by this title right now. It's by Drake. Okay, what is it? Certified, oh, certified Lover, Lover Boy. Boy. Yeah, I was like, it, I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with that title. That's just, <laughs> it's a winning title there. I mean, I can't, I, I can't, you can't, you can't hit Drake. I'm like, how can you hit Drake for that? Certified Lover Boy. That's that. Right, okay, wait, 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 wait. I actually think, I listen to, I, I listen to Drake, so I listen to it, right? And, yeah. But I think, the, uh, the title, the title is work. Maybe I'm old, girl. All right, maybe, maybe it's my age. Hey, man, I'm, I'm going to be 40 older. next year. I'm going to be 40 next year. I'm, I, I, look, that title is the kind of thing I mess with. I, I'm, 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 I tell my wife, like, look, I'm a certified, oh. I'm a certified lover hobby. Yeah, it doesn't sound right, but I'm, I'm, I'm working no. on it. I'm, look, if I were single, no. I would have just no. been out there saying, hey, look at me, I'm a certified papa. I'm a certified whatever. I'm a certified... <laughs> Certify something, man. Certify single. That's, that's, why, that's why I'm saying it works. It works for for the young folks, right? But for us, I mean, I'm 41 this year as well. So, hey, if we, you, you know, you know, in our days when we used to write letters, yes. If you sign off your letter in in high school or in college, certified lover boy, it would have been hot. Of course, they, they, now, of course, you would have been roasted. You would have been roasted back then because you know we, 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 were, we were spoiled by Romeo and Juliet. That's the problem. I, I, I call it a problem now because people didn't know what, what the real deal. So they needed someone who was certified because that's why they were going for the, the Yoruba demons and um, no, no, no way around it. The fuck boys. You need certified lover boys. I was a certified lover boy back then. No, wait, 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 no, you, you could sign off as certified lover boy because we had boys to men, we had uh, all for one, yeah. we had silk, so if you sign off your letter as certified lover boy, yeah. it was going to be groundbreaking. Uh, so I, 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 don't, I don't know, in, in Nigeria, young... in Nigeria where I lived yeah. around, I think, and I, 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 I saw girls Cause our boys who signed letters uh, that they weren't too creative, you know. Yeah, you, you had to put your name on it, and you had to be creative, <laughs> you know, and you had to own it. So uh, I give an example. The guy will never listen to this podcast, but I won't use his real name. And I, I never. That's that's the day I stopped delivering letters. He made me stop delivering letters. He was the guy responsible for that. This guy photocopied Celine Dion. Now I don't know about other countries, Nigeria. Yes. Celine Dion. Yeah. Who we used to call in my part of Nigeria, we used to call her Selena Odion. 
I can publicly say I mess with this. And it had a, a renaissance within me. And I was like, oh, man, this is, come on. Now, I think I have more of my piano songs in my playlist than any other. Okay, well, I, th I think Zook music might be uh, up there. Might be, yeah, Zook. So, it's I, between Zook I can't, and... I can't really speak, I can't really speak on, on my piano because I'm not, like, a biggest fan. Uh, but I really appreciate that music that music is beautiful i appreciate it the young it's it, it's a it's a young people uh, movement and they're making a lot of very creative very beautiful music like it's awesome so so there's a history of uh the sound in south africa right yeah you know there's the old there's the old sound and then in the late 80s 90s there's a sound called Kwaito, right? Oh, Kwaito. yes, Kwaito. Kwaito. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, no. We're breaking again. All right. So, Kelvin is making so many great points that, uh, yeah, the, the, we, we, you, you, you already have, we are aware that, you know, we already had the enemy of progress attacking. So, hey, we, we got to wrap it up now. And... Sorry that the last episode of the year has to end this way, but Kelvin will most definitely be back for another episode in 2022. I guarantee you that. And this time, we'll make sure we have great network. You know, if he has to go stay on top of uh, the Table Mountain in Cape Town, he'll do that. And we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll fight this enemy. But um, thank you for giving us your, um, your, your time. Thank you for being with us throughout the year. Um, I'll see you guys January 2022. Um, love y'all. Keep the love coming in, and don't forget um, who the the guys who will need um, who want the t-shirts. Get in touch. Uh, Steven Ahonen, uh, Sarah Moda, Michael Perry, Nafisa, Shuker, MDGO Inc. Get in touch for your t-shirts. All right. So thank you for the privilege of your company. See you in 2022. Thanks for listening to White Label American. If you enjoyed the show, we'll appreciate if you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. If you have any questions, comments, or have someone who will be a good guest on the show, or you want to be on the show, send us a message at whitelabelamerican at gmail.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at whitelabelamerican. Thank you for your support.